Now we're going to jump right in to the baseball diamond as Tennessee has played. They're playing their fifth game of the week today. We'll start off on Tuesday night as the Vols took on UNC Asheville in Lindsey Nelson Stadium and got the win three to two. It was it was a tight contest, but you know these midweek games, yes, they are um, important, but it's also about. Um, I'm out. Y'all be good. All right. <laughs> so um, these midweek games, it's really about getting um, getting some of your younger guys playing time. Um, and this game w- was no different as Austin Huntley had a good night on the mound. He ended up getting the wind. Three and a third innings pitched, no runs, two strikeouts, no walks on the night. Uh, he did get the win in this game, as I mentioned uh, you also had um, guys like Derek Schaefer actually got the start in this game, and um, Andrew Benke also came in in the game. They all pitched very well, but in the end, Austin Hunley gets the win. Uh, Kavarius Tears in this game uh, was two for four with a home run. Uh, that RBI was his home run as well as the run. He also had one other hit in the ball game. Um, other guys getting hits in the game. Dylan Dryling had a hit. He also scored a run in the game. Um, let's see. Christian Moore also had a hit and an RBI. Hunter Inslee had an RBI on a sacrifice. Um, so uh, some good a good showing from Tennessee in that one, uh, picking up a midweek win. Uh, moving forward on Wednesday night, Tennessee hosted ETSU, and it was not close after the third inning as Tennessee scored 11 runs in the third inning. Just fantastic game from the Vols. Only gave up one hit. Uh, Dylan Noy did get the win in this game. He only pitched one inning. Um, he had two strikeouts and also a hit by pitch. Did not give up a hit or a run. Uh, Tennessee used this game here to throw five arms as um, Matthew Dallas got the start in the game. Then Dylan Loy came in. Uh, Marcus Phillips got an inning of work. So did Braden Sharp and J.J. Garcia also got some work in the game. Um, This game only went to seven innings as the run rule was in effect. Uh, Tennessee in this game had 13 hits, and you could have picked – a couple different people in this game to be uh, be the, the player of the game, as I guess we will call it. Uh, but in this one, Dean Curley was two for four with a home run. Uh, he also had a single in the game. But you had um, Christian Moore went two for three. Uh, you also had pinch hitter Kobe Backus get a hit. Uh, Blake Burke was one for three in the game. Billy Amick was one for two. Uh, Kavari's Tears, one for two in the game. Uh, Robin Villeneuve, uh, one for two. Dean Curley was actually two for three. I apologize, not two for four. Um, Dylan Dryling also came in. He was one for two. Uh, Hunter Inslee was three for three here. Uh, gave it to um, gave it to Dean Curley in this one, though, because of the home run. But uh, good night from the plate for uh, Hunter Inslee as well. So, we will move ahead to the weekend series, which started Friday night as Tennessee took on Albany and got the win 8-5. to five. Um, A little bit 
the concerning news out of this game, um, A.J. Russell did leave the game early with an injury to his side. He has some soreness in his side. No update on A.J. Russell going forward. But uh, Chris Stamos comes in, gets the win. He pitched three innings, gave up one hit, two runs. They were both earned, one strikeout, and two walks. Uh, Blake Burke was the big bat in this game. He was one for three with a home run, two RBIs, two runs scored, and he walked in the game. Uh, looking up some of the other guys that had hits, as Tennessee had 11 hits on the night. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Dryling was one for three. Christian Moore was two for four. Kavarius Tears, two for five in the game. Billy Amick, two for four. Uh, Dean Curley, one for four. Cal Stark, one for two. And Cannon Peebles was one for one on the night. Uh, gave it to Blake Burke because of the home run tonight. But um, so, some good action all the way around as um, three innings apiece from uh, A.J. Russell, Chris Stamos, and A.J. Causey uh, in the game. But uh, Chris Stamos does end up getting the win in the ball game. Saturday's game was a totally different story as the bats absolutely came alive in the game. Uh, let me pull up the, the graphic real quick. 21-6 to six was the final in this one. Tennessee used a huge fourth inning and followed it up in the fourth or in the fifth, sixth, and eighth innings. As uh, as I said, the 21-6 uh, to six win, this game could have gone to any batter for the player of the game. I'll start off with pitching as – Drew Bean went five innings, gave up six hits, two earns, both or two runs, both of them earned, four strikeouts, and a hit by pitch in the ball game. Uh, Aaron Combs also got an inning of work in the game. So did Dylan Lloyd, Luke Payne, and JJ Garcia. They all saw pitching action in this game. From the plate, as I mentioned, anybody could have gotten the player of the game in this one, but gave it to Dalton Bargo who had a fantastic game. Had He was three for four with a home run, a double, two RBIs, and three runs scored in the game. Other players who had good action, um, Christian Moore was one for three in the game. Uh, Dylan Dryling, one for two. Uh, Billy Amick, two for five. Kavarius Tears, one for three. Cannon Peebles, one for three. Robin Villeneuve was two for three with a monster home run. Kavarius Tears also had a monster home run in the game. Blake Burke was two for four. Uh, Reese Chapman, one for two. Dean Curley, one for four. Mentioned Dalton Bargo was three for four in the game. As uh, four home runs were hit in the game, Kavarius Tears, Robin Villeneuve, Dean Curley, and Dalton Bargo all left the yard in this game. So, uh, Tennessee baseball is playing right now um, in the last game of the three-game series. Uh, I'll get that pulled up in just a second. But Tennessee baseball has been starting off hot this year. They Their bats do cool off at times, a little bit slow start sometimes. But um, when their bats come alive, man, they tend to come alive, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing going down the stretch this season as uh, this means that no lead is safe for any team because of how hot Tennessee's bats can get. But it also means that Tennessee can cool off when they don't need to. Um, Tennessee. 
Tennessee right now, bottom of the sixth inning is up 10 to nothing. So Tennessee well on their way to a series sweep to begin the, the season. Now we will move ahead to softball as Tennessee will have another full week of baseball this week. Uh, stay tuned on the socials. We will do a better job this week of putting stuff on there as they will have, as I mentioned, another full week. Now moving over to softball, Tennessee starts off um, another tournament out in California. Uh, started off on a really, really high note in this one as um, four to nothing win against Loyola Marymount. Kiki Malloy becomes Tennessee's new all-time home run leader, and she was one for three with a home run in the game. She is now at 58 home runs and counting. I believe she did hit a couple more home runs this weekend, but um, congratulations to Kiki Malloy for that. But the big story in this one, at least for me, Carlin Pickens throws her second career perfect game as she went all seven innings, no hits, no runs, and 12 strikeouts, as well as not walking a single batter in the game. Fantastic effort from Carlin Pickens. Congratulations to her for her second career perfect game. As I will pull up the, the box score here, um, being a little bit slow uh, right now, but um, – Yes, Kiki Malloy, one for three with the home run. McKenna Gibson was also one for three. She homered in the game as well. Uh, Zeta Pooney, one for three. Alana Leach was one for three as well. And Taylor Pinnell was one for one in the game. Uh, I believe I missed Destiny Rodriguez, one for three in the game as well. So a uh, great game from the Lady Vols. Moving on to the second game of a doubleheader that was not so good for the Lady Vols as they dropped one to Cal State Fullerton, who has played some very tough competition to start this year, uh, beat a couple of good teams, including this Tennessee team who is ranked in the top ten in the nation. As I mentioned, Tennessee loses 11-2 in this one, only had two hits in the ball game. One of them was a Riley West. Um, or Riley West was one for three, and Taylor Pinnell was one for three as well. Uh, Taylor Pinnell's was a solo home run in the game. So, um, let's see, Peyton Godshaw with the loss in this one. She went three and two-thirds, gave up six hits, six runs. Three of them earned eight strikeouts in the game and a hit by pitch. Uh, Charlie Orsini came in afterwards, um, went a third of an inning, and then Riley West comes in to um, finish the game – or, sorry, Riley White – comes in to finish the game off. So Lady Vols do drop one out in California. Uh, sorry, I didn't even have the, the graphic pulled up, but this was the, the graphic for the uh, Cal State Fullerton game. As I mentioned, not very good for the Lady Vols. They do come back, and yesterday uh, they secured a victory against Oregon State um, around the, the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Peyton Godshaw went all seven innings, bouncing back from that uh, game against Cal State Fullerton. She went seven innings. It went four hits, one run. It was earned and nine strikeouts with no walks or hit by pitches in the game. Riley West had the big bat in the game as she was two for three with a home run, RBI run scored, and she was also walked in the game. Uh, looking at the, the other 
players that got hits in the game. Uh, Kiki Malloy was one for four in the game. As I mentioned, Riley West, two for three. Sophia Nugent was one for four. Destiny Rodriguez, one for three. Alana Leach, one for four in the game. And Cameron Sarvis pinch hit, and she was one for one. And Julia uh, Katsuyama, Katsuyama, I I don't know how to say her name, Skyler. I think it's something like Kasanopoulos or something like that. It's it's crazy. We'll we'll go with that, and we'll try to get it right at some point. But um, she also was one for two in the game. Laura Miller did uh, go one for three in the game as well. Uh, Three Lady Vols um, touch them all in the game. Sophia Nugent, Riley West, and Kiki Malloy. Um, all hit home runs in the ball game. So your um, new queen of home runs. Yep she she got that Number in the Loyola Mary. Yeah, got that in the Loyola Marymount game, and is it's just counting up now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I probably uh, I'm probably way behind, and I apologize for that. When work calls, unfortunately. I answer, and uh, that's what we do for you you guys that don't know. I work for a restoration business, and uh, water damage doesn't take weekends off, unfortunately. <laughs> and so uh, right in downtown Knoxville, we just had a job get called in, so I got the crews headed that way. I'm going to head there as soon as this this job or, or this podcast is wrapped up. So I apologize for, Michael, leaving you like that, but uh, I do appreciate you guys for understanding and letting me go take that phone call so we can help out somebody who's having a pretty rough day today. So – um, but we're back. Big week for softball. Obviously, they had a tough game um, right before this one. I believe you already talked about it. That was a tough game. Yeah. But uh, but they're bouncing back in a big way. And I, I still feel like this could be some special years or seasons for the Lady Vols softball and the men's baseball team. I'm telling you right now, we've got two of some of the best programs out there this year. And I'm not just saying that as a fan. I'm saying that wholeheartedly as in – just where Karen Weekly has this girls uh, softball team and what they're doing right now, I, I know it may not seem like a lot because the season just started, but guys, look at our schedule and who we're beating and beating right out the gates. I mean, these are super regional, regional-type matchups, and we are beating them handedly. Look at this scoreboard. So I've got another work call, Michael. It's blowing <laughs> up. I'll be right back, all right? Uh, you're, you're good, man. We, we do what we got to do here. But um, Lady Vols – Last night finished off, uh, finished off the day with a another. Sorry, this score is not correct. I apologize for the graphics. I promise I will get them correct next week. I, I did put a lot of these together on the fly. I do have the box score down here correct. Tennessee gets a win over UCF, three to zero. Riley West with the big bat once again in this one. As Riley goes a three for four on the night, uh, yeah, three for four on the night with a a double. Uh, she also had a run scored in the game. Other Lady Vols that got in the hit column: McKenna Gibson was one for four on the night. Destiny Rodriguez two for four. Cameron Sarvis one for two, and Taylor Pinnell one for three on the night. Peyton Godshaw, or sorry, Carlin Pickens gets the win in this one as she goes seven innings, gives up six hits, no runs, two walks, and 14 strikeouts in the game. So another fantastic effort from the Lady Vols. They are playing right now against Hawaii. This is the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic, and the Lady Vols are up 1-0 to 
in this game. It is the bottom of the second inning. Looks like um, Kiki Malloy um, is standing on first right now. Uh, so before you get all threatening, before you get too crazy. By the way, I'm like DJ Khaled, another one. Ah, crazy. Um, what uh, Carlin Pickens did in this game, or was it this game? No, it was UCF. Did they they didn't score, did they? Uh, UCF did not score. Uh, the bot score is correct. This is another one that okay, I messed okay. up the score at the no, top. All good. I mean, I'm gonna have to fire you after this. This is crazy. No, I'm joking. It's first. <laughs> this time, is week guys. one of the graphics, it's, man. It's Come first, on. It's first time. It's all right. It's all right. We didn't we didn't double check. We didn't reproof. It's okay. No. Um, what Carlin Pickens did in this game? I believe it was this one you were talking about. The perfect game. The perfect game. That is insane, dude. That that doesn't happen often at all but having 12 k's nobody got on base and uh i that is something that that doesn't just need to get skipped over i mean that is this is what i'm talking about dude Mm-mm. karen weekly's got this team rolling i mean we've got the offense to hang with anybody you're starting to see that i mean this is a true sophomore pickens that is pitching as good as anybody in the country and we seen a glimpse of it in the World Series last year. And I remember myself saying, why the hell are we pitching a freshman in this type of moment? But this is exactly what Karen Weekly's seen in her. And uh, this is why I'm a fan and not a coach. Because now you're seeing, because she got that type of exposure and got the butterflies out of her stomach, she knows what the big moments feel like now, that she can go out there now in, in any regular season game and not even feel any pressure. Just go out there and be her. And – that I think is going to be the difference in the world and uh, making us one of the teams to beat in the SEC. Yep, I 100% agree with you. Um, so a big week for spring sports this week as out of all of these games to this point, only one loss, and that was the the Lady Vols against Cal State Fullerton. So volunteers go 4-0 this past week. They're up 10 to nothing right now, possibly more since the last time I checked as they're playing right now. Lady Vols this week sitting at three and one. They're playing right now and they are ahead. So a big week this past week from Tennessee sports. No, absolutely. I'm assuming you've already talked about the men's baseball game or team. And um honestly, that was that's a whole lot of whoopings right there. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let, let's talk a little bit about baseball just because we didn't get any of your thoughts from it because of the work call. And we're we're glad that you're back now. But thank you, sir. Uh, I'll pull up. I'll pull up the graphics again for you as the first. You don't. Game you don't have to really athlete. do that. I can just speak from the top of my because I mean I'm just going to put it all together. But man, what a what an addition Billy Amick's been. Um, you're talking about the baseball version of Dalton Connect uh, coming in from from Clemson. We kind of didn't know this in the preseason just how big of a dog he was. I I knew he had some good stats in Clemson, but I just thought that Zane Denton was more of a uh more involved in this team right now and right now he's just unfortunately not we've we've learned that he's got some personal things going on that he's trying to work on and get better at and prayers to him and hopefully he gets situated out but uh i tell you what billy amick came in didn't blink an eye and he's he came in you've got him batting on all cylinders you got burt bombs are back baby we got back home and he's just been blasting them out of the park christian moore's doing his thing and what about this guy right here about number 17 if you i was about to get there if that's who you're talking about do you know how to say his last name? Robin Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah, I thought I thought it was Villeneuve, but uh, they didn't pronounce it yesterday. as Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, that is this is uh, this is what I'm talking about. 
from top to bottom, guys. I mean, this is, ladies, gentlemen, whoever's watching, from top to bottom in any of these lineups, uh, Tony Vitello has the has the freedom to swap up his lineup and, like, not even care. Like, just anybody at any moment can send one over the fences. I've, I've not even talked about um, Kavarius Tears, Kavarius Tears, who's freaking hit, like, two or three in the opening week. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's hit four total on the season now. That's I mean, what I'm he's... saying, dude. I mean, just blasting them out of the park. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was a little sour-tasted in our center fielder, uh, Hunter Inslee. Yeah. Because of how poorly he batted last year in terms of numbers. But he's been so good in the leadoff spot, dude. He's been so good. I mean, he started out the season 0 for 4 to start the game at least. He ended up getting that clutch hit at the end of the game, so he was technically one for five. Ever since then, that kid's been – I mean, he's been phenomenal. Hunter Inslee's been at the top of his game, and I'm I'm serious, dude. I know I'm getting jitters because I just love baseball, almost as much as I love football. These teams that we have in, in, in softball and baseball, I I encourage the Vol fans that are watching this. I know it's not many right now. We've got about five or six viewers between Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but uh, it, it, you would do yourself a favor if you watch some of these some of these players play um, because they're it, domination is what it is domination. Yeah, and you know how good of a problem is it for uh, Tony Vitello to have just so much depth that he can literally put in whoever he wants to. I mean, it's a problem, but it's a problem that you want to have because there's so many guys on this team that could start for literally anybody and play for literally anybody that, you know, he's swapping around so much that Tennessee doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, he's built a Nick Saban-esque 2013-2014 Bama where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you lose your number one running back in Derrick Henry because you've got three other ones in the, in the in the hatch ready to be you know turned loose. So it's 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 crazy, but it's something that our baseball team hasn't really seen since our glory days in the late nineties, early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, and, and some of those other guys that that we mentioned, you know, you mentioned Billy Amick, Kenny Peebles is one of those guys as yeah. well. Dean Curley, who is mentioned in this game right here. Uh, of course, Blake Burke and, and that one right there. But Dalton Bargo, man, he had himself a game yesterday as well as a bunch of other people. But I gave the player of the game to Dal Dalton Bargo here because he was one hit shy of the cycle. He was three for four with a home run, a double, and a single. All he needed was a triple, and he That's went the hardest cycle one, dude. in that game. That's the man. hardest one. I'll tell you what. Um, everybody just assumes that it's the home run. That's the hardest to get. But a triple and uh, really any baseball game, it, it's hard to get a triple. Um, you got to get some luck, maybe a, a corner shot that, that goes foul and like ricochets off something to make it harder on the outfielder. It's hard to get a triple um, unless you're just stupid fast. But uh, no, Dalton, Dalton Bargo had a, a great game and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what this team is really going to do. I think they have I think they have all the potential in the world to only have one loss going into SEC play and that one loss coming to overtime against Oklahoma. I am. I'm almost confident in that. And if if that's what we come to, are we talking about a 2021, 2020, yeah, 2021-esque baseball season where we only lose eight to nine games in the year? I'm going to say no because of how strong the SEC is this year. Sure. There is six teams right now from the SEC in the top ten alone. So, I mean, 
the the SEC is very strong this year in baseball, which they normally are, but this year it just seems like it's something extra in in baseball. So I'm gonna say no to that, but I still think that this Tennessee team has what it takes to make the World Series. Um, yeah, I've had some friends ask why is Oklahoma and Texas not in the SEC in baseball season because it's 2024, but it's people got to remember it's the academic calendar year. Yes, so they, they won't they necessarily won't, they won't be in the in the you know the conference until basically the summer of I think it's like July or something when the, I guess the official transition. Um, but it's going to be the academic school year. So it'll be the 24 football season. It'll be the 25 baseball season. That calendar, you know, school calendar, academic year is what, you know, what they call it. So that's the only reason. Because honestly, I was kind of confused at first, too. But uh, it really makes all the sense in the world if you kind of think about it, not necessarily year to year, but, you know, academic year to year. So So let let me ask you a question because I want your thoughts on it. Something that I brought up while you were while you had your uh, work call, you know, Tennessee at times on offense gets a little bit stagnant. Uh, yes. You know, we we saw the um, the Oklahoma game. He only scored one run in um, 10 innings of play. So Tennessee's offense can be stagnant at times, but you also see this game in particular, and going back to the East, to the ETSU game where they scored 11 runs in one inning, Tennessee's offense can get going and get going in a hurry and put up mountains of runs in a game as they put up nine in the fourth, Four in the fifth, six in the or five in the sixth, and then three again in the eighth. How how big is that going forward for the Vols that they can just uh, attack on offense like that? Uh, I love what they do, particularly with two outs. Um, one of these innings, they I don't think it was against UA. I don't think it was against Albany. They played a. I can't remember the game. It might have well, been it might have been ETSU. What was it? This one where they scored eleven in the third here. I think it was that one. But like half of those runs in the third were on two outs. So I yeah. mean, it's it's more important I think what they do with two outs when you think the inning is just one pitch away from being over, and then the next thing you know, you look up and you scored six more runs. That is that's a dangerous feeling for an offense and a, a very scary one for the defense. Uh, you know, as a pitcher, that third out, that first and third out are always the hardest, really. Um, but let's be honest, that Oklahoma game you bring up, that and Donny Vitello said it, that is that's a super regional matchup type situation. Yeah, I, the, I the, agree. the feeling of the game, it was only I think the second or third game of the season. Second the second game. It was a second game of the season, and you're just it's a pitcher's duel. I mean, that's all it was. And uh it's baseball. You're gonna see games like that. I mean, it's unrealistic to think that our offense is gonna put up nine games or nine runs a game as cool as it sounds. And they might do that if they keep pouring it on these smaller schools. But uh, I think you're seeing the difference of pitching from these schools compared to what you're going to see, you know, moving forward, which can set you up to kind of fail you once you get into SEC play. But I think starting off the season against those teams the way they did, they know where they stand. And now they're practicing and getting better against the smaller teams to where when they open it up against, uh, let's see, SEC plays it. Well, actually, I'm going to bring up Kansas State. They've got a midweek against Kansas State where they'll kind of get back into the things or in the click of things. And then they got Illinois right before they play Alabama. So they'll have their fair amount of warm up games or whatever that you want to call it before they get back into the swing of things as far as not that these aren't meaningful games, but let's be honest, these are just kind of get you back in the feeling of playing five games any week or so. Um, because you got to acclimate to that. You go from not playing really hardly at all other than scrimmaging to bam, you're in it four or five games a week. So they're trying to acclimate to that, get used to the schedule. Obviously, they got spring 
you know, academics going on as well. So trying to balance that ball and, and schoolwork transition. And, uh, you know, I think, I think the boys are in the right mindset. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they want to get back to the World Series. And honestly, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, I, I will not take anything less than that. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, the point that I brought up with um, with a lot of these big innings is the positive thing for me is that this means that if you get behind in a game, no lead, no lead is safe for the other but team. Let's be honest. Tennessee baseball in the last three or four years has never been safe. No, ne- Look never. At what we've done in the ninth innings of so many different games. Think of Clemson last year. Clemson last year was winning by, and we've got that in the highlight reel. <laughs> I also say we get two, we get two, we got two uh, clips in the highlight reel, and none and of get, and none of those clips are even what we did with Vandy in the very first game. Yeah. Of, you know that Friday night game against Vandy, where you know you just think it's over, and then Kavarius Tears, our freshman, steps in, and um, Dylan Dryling, yep, Dylan Dryling. Um, just this team has never been, never. I mean, they've been down, but they've never been out. Okay, yeah. I want to make sure I say that right. They've been down a lot of times, and sometimes they don't make that miraculous comeback, and that's okay. But I can promise you, out of any other college team out there, we make that comeback more times than any other team does. I mean, yeah. they just, for some reason, Tony Vitello has just instilled that belief in our team that you could literally score zero runs eight innings of the game, and you're going to blow up for seven in the ninth inning and win this ballgame. I love it. I'm fine with it. I wish they would play early so that there's not that much stress as a fan. But uh, it also makes it really worth watching this team. That's being a Tennessee fan, though. You're constantly going to have stress. So, uh, you have anything else on Tennessee baseball or softball before we move forward in the show? No, man. And don't want to be short. I do need to try to wrap this thing up. I got to head downtown Knoxville, try to restore building. So, let's, uh, let's move this thing right on along.